Well, hey there, beautiful, and welcome to the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Happy Monday. Hope your week has gotten off to a great start. Mine sure has. Um, I was reading through all of the Proverbs that I have highlighted in my Bible on Memorial Day. And as I read one of them in particular, the Lord dropped a bomb on my head. And I knew that it was something that I needed to do a podcast episode on. So today's actually going to be one of those tough love days. <laughs> and I can assure you, this is something that I have worked through myself on numerous occasions. And today I'm going to be talking to you about how lack of self-control is actually tied to lack of self-worth. Say what? Yes, ma'am. Lack of self-control is actually tied to lack of self-worth. So if you feel like you are struggling staying consistent in your business, then this is an episode that you definitely don't want to miss. So grab your Bible, your journal, because you're definitely going to want to take notes, and your beverage of choice. And let's do this. Hey there, beautiful, and welcome to the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Do you have a big dream, a desire that you're certain God has placed in your heart? Do you see others who are crushing it in their business and their life, yet nothing seems to be working out for you? Do you have a deep desire for God to use your life and your business to impact the kingdom for his glory, yet you can't seem to figure out why you keep doing the things you don't want to do and you don't do the things that you really do want to do? Do you feel like God is nudging you to make a difference with your life, yet you sit and stew in doubt, fear, and unbelief, afraid to take that first step, feeling that if you just take one more course, read one more book, or attend one more seminar, then you'll be ready? If we haven't met yet, I'm Betsy, daughter of the king, wife, mom, BB, serial entrepreneur, and certified neuroscience life coach. And I get where you are because I was totally there for years, actually. The inner conflict tore me apart and totally wrecked my health. I knew I needed help, but I had no idea where to start. Then God showed me the way, and now my mission in life is helping kingdom women uncover the blocks that are keeping them from their calling, create wild success in their business in every area of their life, so they can truly impact the world for God's glory, utilizing a whole lot of tough love, biblical strategies, and brain science to help you master your mindset and heal your soul. So you can totally squash doubt, fear, procrastination, and overwhelm, and rewire your brain to work for you instead of against you. My friend, it's time to ignite, because the world needs you now more than ever to become her, so you can do what God's calling you to do. So let's get started. Oh, and make sure you grab your journal, because you're going to want to take notes. So today we are talking about how lack of self-discipline or self-control is actually tied to your self-worth. And the proverb that I'm talking about is Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. And I'm going to read that again. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute because I want you to grab your Bible if you're not driving. <laughs> and I want you to head over to Joshua 6 
for the Battle of Jericho. Joshua 6.1 says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Meaning this place was locked up tight. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. So to recap, God tells them to march around the city one time for six days, not saying one word, and they do it. And the seventh day, they march around the city seven times. And when the priests blew the trumpets, they shouted and the walls fall down. Friend, these walls were 12 feet high and almost six feet thick. And they came crumbling down with a shout. <laughs> Can I get a yay God here? Because that's pretty awesome. And it says in... Joshua 6, 20 through 21. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. And I want you to note the part that says they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword. And they also took all the silver and gold and placed it in the treasury of the Lord. And that's verse 19. Basically, when the walls were down, the entire city, the people, and everything in it was destroyed. So let's read Proverbs 25, 28 one more time. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. So I'm curious. Are your walls fortified by discipline or not because of the lack thereof? Now, this might sound a little harsh, but it's exactly what happens to your life when you have no discipline or self-control. Believe me, I lived this life for more years than I want to count. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, but just like any fruit of the Spirit, it needs to be cultivated. And the only way that it can be cultivated, actually, is through daily dying to your flesh and doing the things that you know you need to do, whether you feel like it, or not, and that feel is in quotes. For example, if God is telling you to ditch the sugar or coffee or wine 
or whatever else he's telling you to get rid of. It's not because he's mad at you or he's trying to withhold things from you. No, he actually has your best interest at heart and he knows that these things have become a vice for you. Okay. Meaning that you are turning to them instead of turning to him and they are destructive for your life. So self-control comes into play here when you crucify your flesh and you stop turning to the vices that God is calling you away from and you actually start to make better choices. And the same thing goes for your business. You know that there are specific income producing activities that you need to be doing every day, right? But if you're allowing doubt and fear and unbelief and impossibility and that story that you have on repeat that's telling you all the reasons why you can't to stop you from moving forward, then guess what? Nothing happens, right? So why does this happen? If you are running an automated story that says you're not good enough, you're not worth it, you're not valuable, so what is the point? Then guess what? You're going to continue to procrastinate and self-sabotage on the daily activities that you know you need to do, whether it's business or health or relationships or whatever, because at the core of all of it, you don't believe that you're worth it. And like I said, guys, I lived this four years. I wanted so badly to create success in my networking business. I wanted so badly to impact lives. I wanted so badly to step into what God was calling me to do when I was in network marketing. But I was running this program that told me that I wasn't worth it. So I kept sabotaging and I kept showing up with this, with this programming that was like, what's the point? Nothing's going to happen anyway. I didn't have the belief that I was going to be able to do it. And so guess what? Nothing happened. Why is that? Unworthiness stems from a variety of sources and it's typically programmed in us before we are seven years old messages that we receive during childhood such as criticism neglect high expectations from parents uh, teachers coaches all of these can leave lasting negative impact impact imprints <laughs> yeah i can talk too imprints on our self-esteem Repeated experiences of feeling unworthy or not measuring up can lead to deep-seated beliefs that persist into our adulthood if we don't confront them. And most of us are running those programs today because we don't know they're there. We just know that we keep doing things that we don't want to do and we don't do the things that we do want to do, but we don't understand why. Societal standards and comparison, that's one of the biggest reinforcers of our lack of worthiness. You know, we watch other people's highlight reels and we see other people that we believe are crushing it in their business and we automatically assume that what they're showing us is really real, whether we, or whether it really is real or not. And so we compare ourselves and we come up short and therefore our self-esteem takes a licking. If we have past experiences of failure in any way, shape or form or rejections or setbacks, all of these things can significantly impact our sense of worthiness. Negative events that have happened in our lives. Criticism from uh, parents, coaches, teachers, spouses, friends. Perceived failures can also reinforce feelings of unworthiness. 
leading us to question our abilities and to and our value as individuals. And again, if you had that program already, all of these things are just reinforcing it. All of these experiences can create a fear of failure and they can create a reluctance for us to take risks, thus keeping us from doing the daily disciplines, those things that we know that we should be doing and causing us to do things that we know that we shouldn't be doing. And so we don't do the things that we know that we need to do to create success in whatever it is that we're endeavoring to do, whether it is business or health or relationships or whatever. And unfortunately, over time, feelings of unworthiness can become so deeply ingrained within our belief systems, a.k.a. that story that we have on repeat, those self-critical thoughts, self-sabotaging behaviors, all leading us to a lack of self-control. See, here's what happens when you allow your feelings and your emotions to take control. When feelings of unworthiness take a hold in your life, you will find yourself engaging in self-sabotaging behaviors that undermine all of the goals that you have, especially the the long-term goals that you have and and your well-being, your health. And this can look like um, excessive procrastination, indulging in unhealthy habits, or making impulsive decisions that may provide you with that temporary relief are actually gonna hinder your personal growth, AKA buffering, or using something to stuff your emotions because you're not willing to feel them. But unfortunately, these behaviors just reinforce the belief that you're not deserving of success or happiness. And it's that self-fulfilling prophecy where you get to be right, but at what cost? And so you continue to stuff all those things until you literally explode. And that can cause health issues and all kinds of other problems in your life. Lack of self-control can also lead to negative outcomes or missed opportunities, which is also going to reinforce your feelings of unworthiness. So let's say you've been praying for a way to get out of debt. Okay. And the Lord brings an opportunity in your life that you're really excited about a.k.a. your business. But your feelings of unworthiness or fear of rejection or all that junk that's in your trunk actually keeps you from pursuing the opportunity that God brings you. Or you take one step forward and five steps back and one step forward and three steps back and basically you quit before you ever get started and you forfeit the opportunity that he's given you to get out of debt, right? So then you go looking for another opportunity thinking that it's something external that's holding you back because we're always so quick to point that finger out, right? But remember, when you point that one out, there are always three that are pointing back at you. Do it. Point your finger out and look at those three that are pointing back at you. So maybe you didn't like the first opportunity or you didn't like the products or your upline or your company or the comp plan or whatever else it is. Remember, any old excuse will do, right? So you go looking for another company and you find one. But this is what you need to realize, and I want you to write this down. Wherever you go, there you are. i say that again. Wherever you go, there you are. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's true. Meaning, now you have a brand new opportunity with the same belief system, right? Because we haven't worked on that. 
So you've got a brand new opportunity with the same belief system and automations and all the things that are holding you back because you don't believe that you're worthy. So you watch all these other people that are crushing it in their business and you immediately compare yourself to them in this new business, this new company. And you come up short once again. And here's another opportunity that you quit before you ever get started. Guys, I lived this cycle for years when I began my career in network marketing, before I understood the brain and how it works. And it was a miserable perpetual cycle that I didn't think that I was ever, ever going to get out of. And the problem with this cycle is the more you do it, the more you jump to something else thinking it's the next best, latest, greatest, or whatever, the more you perpetuate and reinforce those beliefs of unworthiness and not enough until you get to the point where you don't even look for any opportunities anymore because you're certain that you're going to fail anyway. So how do we overcome this? How do we overcome the feelings of unworthiness and inadequacy that are leading to a lack of self-control, causing us to live that life of destruction like Jericho? Well, first of all, we have to become aware of what we're doing, because as I always say, and you're going to hear me say this all the time, awareness is the key to change. Because if you don't know what's going on, you can't change it, right? Then we have to decide what it is that we really want. What is it that God's calling us to change? What are the goals that we have for our business, our health, our relationships or whatever? And what are the sabotaging behaviors that we continue to do on a daily basis? And we need to get it all out on paper in front of us so that we can take a look at it and become aware of what's really happening. Because guys, ignorance is no excuse. If you, if you don't know what's happening, you can't change it. Because once you take it out of your head and you put it down on paper where you can actually look at it, then you're forced to become responsible for what's there. And I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. Because they don't really want to know. Because they feel like if they don't know that it's there and they don't confront it, then they're not responsible for changing it. Is that a life that you really want to lead? Often we hide what's going on under the guise of we have no idea because we never take the time to sit down and actually become aware of what we're doing. And friend, that is the most detrimental practice that you will ever have in your life. Hiding your feelings, hiding your emotions, because all of that is driven by thoughts, which happen because of beliefs, which happen because of automations that are going on inside of your brain. And if you don't confront them, refute them, erase them and rewire them, you will continue to live an unproductive life where your walls are torn down and you are living a life of destruction. And how sad would it be to get to the end of your life and be on your deathbed knowing that you never accomplished anything that God was calling you to do. I mean, that, like that's just giving me goosebumps just saying that right now. Knowing that you will stand before him and not hear well done. Because guess what? You don't get a do-over and I'm going to say that one again you don't get a do-over you know I joke a lot of times hey I'm going to come back as my dog because you know they, they get everything you know done for them and they live the life and all the stuff and no <laughs> we don't get that do that do-over please please let that sink in you have one life to live one calling 
many, many lives to impact that have lives to impact that are waiting on you to impact the lives that you're supposed to impact so they can impact the lives that they're supposed to impact. Please let that sink in. And I know sometimes you guys listen to the podcast and you think, wow, she's really harsh and she's really tough. And I don't know that I want to listen to this anymore. And that's cool. Because ignorance is no excuse. God says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I didn't write that. He did. You can go check it for yourself. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So if you don't understand what's going on, if you don't become aware of the things that are holding you back, and if you don't take the steps to change it, you, my friend, will be destroyed. And not just you, but your family. And all of the people that are depending on you to get up and step into what God's calling you to do. And you will leave this earth having never fulfilled the calling that God has for your life. And you will never impact those lives that he's calling you to impact. Now, whether that sounds harsh to you or not, it's truth. And as a Christian with a calling on your life, it's your responsibility to delve into. God hasn't called any of us to rest on our laurels and make excuses for our stories. Because as I said this before and I'll say it again. There is somebody out there with the same circumstance you have right now or worse that you have going on right now that's crushing it. Because they took the time to do the inner work. How much money have you spent on books? How much money have you spent on courses? How many times have you shifted your marketing strategy or changed platforms because somebody said that this works better or that works better? How many times have you jumped companies? How many different things have you tried that haven't worked for you? Ninety percent of your life is run from the inside out. And I'm going to say that again. Ninety percent of your life is run from the inside out. And if you're looking to the outside to fix and change your life, it's not going to happen. You got to go inside and you got to do the work. The people that are crushing it now have fortified walls around their city because they are aware of their thoughts and their emotions and they do the work daily because friend, it is a daily process because if you are spending time on your business, working on your business and you are not doing the inner work before you're putting yourself out there to work on your business, you are wasting your time. Successful people do the work daily to ensure their walls stay fortified so that they can continue to grow and come up higher and move forward into everything the Lord is calling them to. Because God will always cause us to come up higher. Because there's not one excuse that he's going to buy when you stand before him. Not one Because he knew all of your excuses when he gave you the calling. And he expected you to overcome them. That's why he calls us more than a conqueror. That's why he says the greater one lives in us. 
That's why he says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But it's our responsibility to sit with him and have him help us to understand what's going on and do the work to change and grow. Because if he's called you to it, he expects you to do it. So what is the inner work? The inner work is a simple yet highly effective four-step process. (laughs) And it's a process that I teach you in my latest program, Money Mindset Mastery. So I'm curious, is your calling worth 90 minutes of your life to learn the process? And if not, I'm going to challenge you to ask yourself, why not? See, this is not a a 12-week program where you're committing to have to show up for a Zoom call every week and, oh, I don't know that I want to do that. I don't know that I want to commit to all that. That's cool. No, this is a 90-minute call and 30 days of support and boxer to walk you through the process. My client, Cami, went through Money Mindset Mastery Module and she had a radical shift in her money story. And she just had a very high five-figure launch in her high-ticket powerhouse coaching program, which is a phenomenal business program, by the way, if you're looking for a business coach. Let me know and I'll hook you up. Why? Because she knew that God was calling her to impact coaches with her business strategies and she chose to do the inner work because she wants to impact as many lives as she can and she wants to hear well done. And Faith had a similar experience. And now she's teaching this work to her team so they can all create success and impact the lives that they've been called to impact. Because guys, I keep telling you, it's a ripple effect. And it's a ripple effect that can actually change the world. And God needs us all right now on our A game. Because if you haven't noticed, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on out there. And how do we overcome the darkness? By becoming the light. But we can't become the light if we've got darkness inside of us. And until we go inward and understand what's in there and allow God to heal the things that need to be healed so that we can fix the things that need to be fixed, we're going to stay a part of that darkness. And we're never going to affect anybody. At least not in a positive light. And friend, learning this work It's not just something that will radically shift your money story as it's done for me and so many others, but it will radically shift every single area of your life if you actually implement what I teach you. So the ball's in your court. Well done or regret. And again, that might sound harsh, but as I've said before, part of my calling is to call you into your calling. And you can't do anything to help anybody if you're still stuck in your own stuff. So, if you've had enough, if you're tired of spinning and you're tired of of walking through life with one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas, if you're tired of the struggle, you're tired of trying to figure it all out and nothing's working you don't need another course or a book or a program you need to go inside and you need to fix what's in there and that's 
my superpower. Giving God the microphone and watching as he transforms lives in front of my face. And there's nothing on planet earth that gives me greater joy than living this life right now, watching God change other people's lives just because I choose to show up and give him the microphone and allow him to use it to change others. He's calling you to do something. The question is, will you answer that call? Because he's not going to buy any of your excuses, no matter how good you think they are. He's not going to buy any of them. Because if he didn't believe that you could do it, he never would have called you to it. So, if you are ready to fix what's going on on the inside, you can either email me at wiredforkingdomwealth at gmail.com or you can come find me over in the DMs on Instagram at Betsy Cloney. I'll put both of them in the show notes. And I'd be happy to help you in any way that I can. And I hope this was helpful for you. You know, I, I wish I could say, wow, you know, sorry, this was tough or whatever, but I'm not. I had too many people that joined my pity party all my life while I played the victim. And that victim became a pattern for me. It became my life story. That pity party was just, oh, because I got so much attention. And yeah, and I wasted a lot of years in that victim mentality, in that pity party. And I don't want you to do that. I can help you. But you have to be willing So, anyway, I hope this was helpful because discipline and self-control or the lack thereof is will make or break every area of your life. I lived it. I lived it for decades. And if you don't feel worthy of what God's leading you to, you're never going to have the discipline to do anything. And I'd really love to help you shift that. So if this was helpful for you, as always, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share it with someone who could benefit? Thanks so much for joining me. And please don't forget to subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Have an amazing day. And God bless. And that wraps up another episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. My mission is to help you eliminate any and all mindset blocks and soul wounds that are standing in your way so that you can confidently and courageously step into the call of God for your life and set the world on fire for his glory. I really hope you loved today's episode and that it challenged you or blessed you in some way. 
If so, please share this with a friend you think might benefit. And I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. That way I know you're liking the show. I'm so grateful for you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me in the DMs over on Instagram at Betsy Crony or shoot me an email at ignitehersoul at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day and God bless.